Segabits presents Sega Talk, a podcast talking all things with your hosts, George and Barry. Hello and welcome to Sega Talk, episode 40. I'm Barry, with me is Hello George. everybody. And today we're going to be talking... Oh, wait, what's this? What? This just in, we have a... Right now? <laughs> we have uh So we got an email from a mom. Uh-oh. And uh, she wanted us to give a shout out. I don't like. I don't know how much she wants us to say, so I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to embarrass anyone. But basically, uh, her son Reed... He listens to this show. She says he's 11, and he's listened to each episode five times. Um, so, and I told George that before we recorded, and he's like, "Why? <laughs> who would listen? Who would listen yeah. to us?" But you know, there's there's people out there that like the sounds of our voices and the weird things we say. I'll be honest. The first thing I thought was like, "How much do we swear on this show?" Because I f- I forget that this goes out to people. Um, you know, kids these days they they know bad words. They're cool. I hope so. I hope it's so, not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe skip the Yakuza episode once we get yeah, to it. Yeah, definitely skip the Yakuza um, episode. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, I'm not going to get too much into the email, but um, it, it, she did say that he likes Jet Set Radio. I love Jet Set Radio, so that's very cool. Uh, glad you're playing that. And keep it up, because who knows, in 10 years, uh, we might be <laughs> we might be looking for new writers. And we're like, like Willy Wonka will be like, come and... Come and write for us. You can live in our house and <laughs> write about Sega. So uh, maybe I'll change his. But thanks for maybe listening. Maybe I'll change his mind on uh, on Vectorman. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So uh, yeah. So again, Reed, thanks for listening, and uh, let's get into this. I'm excited for this episode. So in this episode, I wrote the notes. So I'll be the host of this one. We're gonna be talking about a manly man, a idol, Japanese mm. idol, Sega Sat- mm. uh, Sega Saturn marketing expert this man right here sold made sega what sega is in japan we're talking about segata sanshiro and usually when we do one of these episodes we usually kind of talk about a video game or a console but this time we're talking about a marketing movement a revolution uh this is what set japan down a course of success not just the sega saturn but ever the whole nation of japan all right so let's Open this episode up the way we always do. Let's talk about our history with the Sega Sega Sanshiro ads. And I know that they aren't obviously American ads. These are Japanese ads. So obviously we weren't Mm -hmm. weren't there day one as little kids uh, enjoying these ads. Right, Barry? Tell me when you heard about these ads. I'd have to say probably the early 2000s. Um, I'm pretty sure that like Dreamcast Magazine, the official one, like sprinkled in little tidbits about mm. him, uh, like talking about Sega past. So you'd see pictures, you'd see mentions. They might do little fun facts. So maybe I did read about him around, you know, like ninety nine, two thousand. But it wasn't really until I think, uh, like fan sites started posting these little uh, MPEG commercials, yes. and then YouTube started uploading mega cuts that I really understood what was going on. It was kind of like kind of like how I'd hear about Eggman and I'd hear about the Japanese Sonic but I'd only get little little tidbits so in my head I'd put together something that did not match what the final product was and I think with Segata I I didn't really know who what 
I didn't really know what he was promoting. I thought, I guess he's like doing commercials, but I didn't really know what for. Um, but honestly, like, I I love him. <laughs> like the just the idea behind it is just it, it's awesome. Pretty insane. And the execution, it's insane. But it like it's it's one of those rare times where I think like crazy Japanese commercials actually has uh, overseas appeal. Yeah, and. I think, well, this probably would not go well in the 90s when this was going on, like in America. I think now that they brought his son back, they are kind of missing out on bringing it over here because, you know, people love Yakuza. People love the Puyo Puyo games. There's a big Japanese fan base here. Um, So why not, you know, start giving us some Segata love in the year 2020? We need it. I totally agree with that. Uh, The first time was actually the same thing that you said. Those weird little, like, uh, MPEG-like videos. Because Mm -hmm. back then we didn't really have, like, a a YouTube website. So people would post it. The first one I ever saw was the one. I I always remember it because it was so bizarre. I'm like, why is this, like, a thing? And uh, it was the one where he's playing baseball and he kicks the baseball with his foot. And then, like, it goes and it's like fire. That's the first one I ever saw. And I mm-hmm. didn't really understand it. And then I saw the Sonic R one. And that's when I was like, oh, this is a Sega thing. Okay, this is why they're posting it on a retro form. I didn't really get it. Because, like, when you saw the mm-hmm. MPEG, sometimes it, it wouldn't be the full commercial. It would just be the most absurd scene of the commercial. Because I guess most people right. already understood the context. I didn't at the time. And he didn't. And he didn't really, he didn't, like, sneak in at all. Like, you know, I mentioned Eggman. You'd see Eggman's name, like, on the pixel uh, backgrounds in Sonic 2. But, like, with uh, Segata, there weren't really any times where he slipped through uh, the localization and appeared that I can think of. Closest I can imagine is Sonic Jam with the commercials, but I don't think they had any Segata um, ads because that was from the Saturn era, so there wouldn't be any commercials to put yeah. on there so yeah it's uh it's it's a shame that we learned about him so late we basically learned about him after he died it, it, <laughs> not yeah the char- the, not the, the actor character, but the character yeah i was gonna say um yeah so for people that are just tuning in and they're like i've never heard of this japanese man who who is he why is he smiling at me in the in the picture in the bottom right here uh <laughs> can you explain to the to our fellow listeners what Segata Sanshiro is and what he stands for as a man. Um, just off the top of my head, or should, should no, no, I read no, the no, notes no, just, here? just at the top of your head. He embodies. I, I feel like he embodies the most hardcore Sega loyalist who believes that the only thing you must be doing is playing the current Sega console. You should only be playing the best Sega games. And, um, you know, he's, like, very aggressive, but he loves those who who follows his teachings, really. So there's just this really, like, this. there's this weird warmth there, because you watch the commercials, and he just seems angry, aggressive, and forceful. But as a Sega fan, you're watching it, and you're like, these fools that are not listening to him, they deserve what's coming to them. And me, if he were to come to me... And like rip off a Santa mask at Christmas and and hand me a Sega Saturn, I'd 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 thank him, I'd bow to him, I'd thank him, and I'd go play it until I I couldn't play anymore, I, you know. And so it's this 
it's this weird like sadomasochistic sort of relationship there, yeah where you're like it's like He's basically what in Japan they want, you know, like a tough, disciplined father figure, but in a marketing the Sega Saturn way. Like he comes in, he beats you up. It's instead, but this yeah, father doesn't want you to be doing your math homework. He wants you to be playing Sega Saturn. It's, it's like that meme, but it's George. It's four p.m. Time to play your Sega <laughs> no. Saturn. Yes, honey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. If you start looking into the character, you start noticing that it, this whole creation of it was based on a play of words because it's actually based on a – well, it's a play on, of words on a film by uh, 1943 by Akira Kurosawa called Sanshiro mm -hmm. Sugata. Uh, I've watched mm -hmm. some of his films, um, not this film. This is his main debut film. Uh, I'll go into what the movie's about, but have you seen this movie? I haven't, no. I've seen a few Kurosawa movies when I was in uh, art school, mm. but I haven't really seen many since. I believe I saw Hidden Fortress and... Seven um, Samurai, probably? Yeah, Seven Samurai, and I'm sure he did some Jackie Chan films. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, I probably watched more Jackie Chan films yeah. <laughs> at the time than, than Kurosawa. But still, they were good. I thought they were great. Um, I think it's really funny that it's actually a play on words, though. They were doing that a lot at the time at Sega. All the Puyo Puyo games are like puns. Yeah. Uh, so I could see them being really in that mindset at that time, where they're like, Sanshiro Sugata? Segata, Segata son, and the same thing with. I mean, we'll get into it, but his son too. There's wordplay there mm, yes, too. There so, is. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that film was actually based on a real life Japanese like karate or judo figure from uh, 1866 called Saigo Shiro. So that's mm -hmm. based on a person, based on another person, which it's just kind of like this character is living on as a joke, I guess now as a marketing joke in in Japan. Uh, the movie. Sanshiro Sugoda, uh, Sugata uh, follows a youthful and talented Sanshiro uh, who wants to become a judo master. Uh, the movie follows him going to like martial arts schools and figuring out which of these judo schools is worthy of his physical attributes to become a student. He finally uh, finds one where he finds out that phys his physical prowess isn't everything that he has to learn about, you know, uh, self-control and poise. And then he becomes the leading person in that school. At the same time, the police force is trying to find the martial arts schools to like the best one to train their police force. And it becomes two schools. One's a, uh, I think, a ninjutsu school, a jujutsu school, and then his school. They, uh, it be so first of all, they chose the actor right for Segatan Sanshiro because he supposedly looked like the main actor of the movie. So here he is. See, mm. this is the young buck right here. Okay. Does he look that young to you, Barry? This young buck? Not no, really. No, I know. So no. this guy, basically, <laughs> this young buck, uh, decides to take over schools. He's like in our age, so he's in his 30s, obviously, the actor. Mm -hmm. So they chose uh, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, man, I have it in my notes. Everything, and I, I don't even know. But anyway, they chose the actor to play Sekidan Sanshiro because he looked like him. And uh, I don't think he looks that much like him, to be honest with you. But that's why they chose him. So in the movie, hmm. he fights a jiu-jitsu master so they can show the police, like, man, check this out, dude. I'm, I'm the best. Judo is the best. You should be learning judo. 
Guess what? So it starts off rough, obviously, like all our heroes. He's losing. And then he just goes all out and starts destroying this man. They say in the, in the description of the movie that he caused eternal injuries. And this is the end right here. This wow. is the end. He's just like destroyed on the fuck, on the floor. That's it. But after this, <laughs> they become friends. He meets the master's daughter. And guess what he does? Guess. What? Well, what do you think starts dating her? I mean, that's the only obvious thing. Oh, well, yeah, After you of course. his dad, yeah. you got to you know, start dating the, his daughter. And I guess another right, jiu-jitsu right. master or student of his gets angry because he wanted to date her. And he's not in a chat mm-hmm. like our boy here. Uh, so mm-hmm. they fight to the death in the end of the, in the, end of the movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You guys can go watch it. Does he prevail? Does he keep the girl? Or does he just sacrifice mm-hmm. himself as a... I guess victim, right? Um, So, what is? I mean, do do you see the similarities here between uh, the character uh, that became Sega Tansashiro, or do you think it was just because it was a popular movie they decided, hey, you know, these two things kind of sound alike. Let's use this character and make them super over the top. Yeah, I mean, by and large, it's just you know the 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 outfit, the name. Um, I guess they they do play up the lovey-doveyness in some of the commercials with um, the uh, Sakura Wars Ooh, yeah, girl. Yeah, it's true. Um, who might be his son's mother. Yeah, you know, yeah that's you know. what we're... Yeah, that's uh, true. That's what people are saying. A lot of people they are saying They both came it. back at the same time, too. Uh, A lot of people are saying that it just, it just makes sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I, I see some connections, but it's, it's pretty loose, you know? Um, so, uh, what, what's his name? I, I had his name right here and I don't know why, but it, it went away. So, uh, here's our boy, uh, that main actor. Do you remember his name? The, the actor that plays Sega Don Sanshiro? Well, we're talking about him. I know. Exactly. It's, uh. (laughs) It's uh, Hiroshi Fuji, Fujioka. Fujioka. Hiroshi Fujioka. He uh, is obviously known because he was in Kamen Rider. I, uh, I've i never seen mm-hmm. Kamen Rider. Have you ever seen Kamen Rider? I've seen clips of it. I've never seen the whole thing, though. But um, from what I remember... It's kind of like Super Sentai, it was, right? Uh, yeah. Power Rangers? Yeah, pretty much. And... Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, and he's actually con- he also died in Common Writers, I heard. And then they had to bring him back because he's so popular. And he's still strutting his oh, stuff really? in the show. Apparently, he was there a few years ago. I'm not sure if he's in the current Common Writer, but here he is, young mm-hmm. in his debut. Uh, before he became Second Sanshiro, before he learned the will of the Saturn. Uh, this is before video games were a thing. Obviously, look how happy he was, determined but happy. Um, yeah. So. After that, uh, so let's talk about the launch of Segatan Sanshiro and all the things that came with it. Uh, the Segatan Sanshiro commercials didn't start until two years after the Sega Saturn launch in Japan. Uh, they started the ads during the summer of 1997. During this time, the console hmm. had a mo- was a moderate success in the region. Sega hired, obviously, common ca- writer-actor. Uh, and he was already a, uh, I guess, a martial arts master. He actually knew it. It wasn't just a gimmick, but that he was who he was, right? They picked him because he had some knowledge mm-hmm. of, uh, of karate. And uh, the gimmick was a joke uh, that was obvious to uh, Japanese viewers at the time. 
they already knew what they were. I mean, they all knew it was a joke. I guess some of us here, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a play on words. Obviously, Sega Tan Sanshiro sounded similar to his catchphrase, play Sega Saturn or Sega Satan Shiro. Right. And also, he had another one that was Sega Satan Shiro, but it was Sega, it meant Sega Saturn White because they were launching the white Sega Saturn, as you know, in Japan. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have yeah, that of course. one. And they had the gray one before that. And then they launched the white one during this time. And here... White one's better. You think so? I like the gray one, but yeah. I guess I don't want to fight you here. They're both beautiful consoles. <laughs> um, they're both beautiful. They're the best. Everybody knows it. Um, as, okay. uh, <laughs> as far as input from the actor, uh, according to the UK magazine Games TM... He said he didn't give any input or ideas for the character, stating, I thought it was a good, it was good that they wanted to send a message to children in an age when young people had no direction. And this is, and this (laughs) is actually like common in Japanese, uh, older Japanese men. I mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to say anything negative about him, but like Nigashi, the guy that does the Yakuza game said that the reason he made him so, I guess, like you know, uh, Kazuma's kind of a, a a heart of gold. He's tough, he's manly, mm-hmm. but he's a tough of gold. So kind of like Sega Tansashiro, and he said it's because he also thinks that kids need to be taught a lesson. So they both hmm. think the same way. Kind of weird, right? I guess it's just Japanese way of thinking. Uh, while it's a play on words and and being based in Japan uh, in a Japanese film, uh, that's why it, it, all these things right here like the play on words and the uh the movie we might not really get it in the west but you think that the character mm-hmm. would still be popular just based on his the metrics of his character and not not even knowing the whole like japanese uh oh this is slang to play sega saturn or whatever yeah no i i think i i don't think it would be needed for him to become uh relatively popular in america would it have been a good idea to make him the american saturn mascot too probably a bad idea i think sonic should have been the american saturn mascot but then again they needed sonic games and they didn't really have that mm. so it was really it was like bug or knights yeah you yeah, know you're right or sonic and i don't think any of those really succeeded so it's it's kind of weird to think then that perhaps Segata did have a chance if he was the American mascot too, because what they had really didn't take off. They, they didn't really so, have much, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe we could have had a American version of this. But what would that be like? A cowboy that punches people in the face and makes them play Sega Saturn? Well, Chuck Norris. There was what was the Japanese? So there was a Nintendo commercial where it was in a, it was in America. But it was Japanese men coming door to door. Remember that, and they were presenting the Japanese, the Nintendo mm, console. Yeah, do you remember those the commercials? Wii. And they'd bow. Yeah, yeah. like we would like yeah. to play. And so it was really playing up to this kind of like notion of the other or the the uh, the um, you know uh, men from the east bringing their crazy technology over and embracing mm. it. Uh, kind of like you know Back to the Future when he's like. Uh, he's like, oh, here's your problem. It was made in Japan. And he goes, oh, Doc, some of the best stuff's made in Japan. So it was clear that, you know, in the 80s and 90s, uh, and even, you know, up to today, I think there's been a, a huge resurgence in not only the trust of Japanese products, but like kind of a wonder yeah. about it. You, like you go to um, Benihana and, you know, obviously that's not real Japanese food. People go there and they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> 
wow, they're making Japanese food. Look, I'm using chopsticks. And the guy who cooks your food, your food is, is typically named like Raul. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I've never had a Japanese guy make my food at a Japanese steakhouse. They've always been a white guy or a Hispanic guy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so, like you said, I think the problem, too, was that the American marketing was so bad for the Sega Saturn that, like, even somebody just speaking Japanese and beating up Japanese kids kind of seems like a better idea, right? Like, they could have filmed a few special ones for America where he, like, they show him in Japan, like, just walking into the ocean, walking underwater, and then coming up to the shores with the Sega Saturn and just forcing Americans to play it. Yeah. And I think people would really find that to be kind of funny, interesting ad campaign where this guy just comes from Japan and the only thing he can tell them is to play Sega Saturn. Uh, I think that'd be uh, fun. I think it'd be cool. Well, I always thought when I first read about this that he was a common writer, television, right? And then he became a TV mm -hmm. advertisement guy. I thought that maybe he wasn't mm -hmm. going to like that job, right? Like kind of a degrade going from like leading a show for kids to uh, just a smart marketing spokesperson. But according to him, he actually took this job very seriously. Uh, he, he said that according to him – that like this is pretty important for Japan, and he thought he was doing, he was putting a positive message out there for the world. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. What do you think? You think that he, this is just part of Japanese work ethic compared to America, where we take a job here, and we're like, all right, we got the job done. Now I go home and be normal. But these guys like go over the top. Or do you think it's like Hollywood? I where I think um, uh, marketing campaign. Uh, like um, uh, spokesmen are actually very respected over in okay. Japan. Um, there's this whole thing. I have a book up about it, and I forgot what the term is. But it's basically you create like a personification of a product. And so if you've ever been to a Japanese market and go to the like the cleaning section or something, you'll see sponges, and then the sponge mascot will be the sponge you're looking at, but with a happy face. Yeah. Or... And, and that's just like a thing. Like everything has its own mascot. And so I think to become one of these is is kind of seen as an honor. I mean, maybe I'm making this up, but you just think of all these American actors who go over there and, uh, and they get these gigs that pay so much money just to do these line of commercials. I mean, George Lucas promoted TVs over there or cameras. Um, uh, I know Harrison Ford did beer commercials. Um, and then, of course, there was the movie that kind of made fun of it with uh, uh, our friend uh, Liesl Wilkerson was in Lost in Translation, mm. you know, where Bill Murray's doing the uh, liqueur ads. And so I think it's it's seen much differently over there than it is here. I think over there, it's not like, oh, my God, Ronald McDonald, I want to punch him in the face. It's more like. I mean, look at how they, they love um, Colonel Sanders over there. Oh, that's true. They love him. And they're trying to change that over here, too. They're trying to do this whole thing where they're making video games of him. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I actually saw a video um, a, a few days ago from Vic Berger of, of Colonel Sanders, the real one, talking about passing a polyp. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he was, you know, he was just a normal guy having medical problems, but... He made chicken, I guess. So there's he's a, that. He's a, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, what's up with your window? Okay, here we go. Um, 
So let's talk about the ads, right? This is why we're all here, right? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, they, uh, I got this. Obviously, somebody put the comp- uh, Saturn Memories put the compilation up. So if you want to check out their uh, their uh, channel, and I'll fix Barry's window over here. Mm. All right. Um, so we're gonna watch the first one, and then I'll pause it. We'll talk about what we just saw. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, so here we go. Yeah. So this is the first. Yeah, one this is the first one that they've ever done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right away. I love. I love the the um, technique of putting the light on the eyes. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I I really really and then like the beautiful like the music for Sonic R is so beautiful. Like it's just like all uplifting. This is it. This is the end of the. You know. This is cool. Yeah. So, what is your thoughts on the first commercial that we see of Segatan Sanshiro as a man? Like, first thing he does is beat up kids. Is that us, like, our childhood being killed off? I think it's funny. I think um, the fact that he then dumped a Saturn there for them to keep and play is also funny because it's a great way to show the console, but also kind of show the story of him walking away, continuing on. He's kind of like the Energizer Bunny, you know? Where he just keeps going and going and going from place to place, uh, beating people up and forcing them to play the Saturn. Beautiful. I, I actually like yeah. the commercial. I like the, the way they shot it super fast. Like the little shots of just them getting slammed. And then he's like just like grabbing the guy in the, in the headlock. That was, uh, that was beautiful. I, very well shot commercial. This is my favorite commercial out of all, all of them because you see all these things happen in the streets. And then it just goes to mm-hmm. like supersonic racing song, and it's like, all right, cool. Let's yeah, go yeah. to the second one. Would this make you want to buy Sega Sonic R now? I don't know about that. I don't know if it would sell me on the game. That's the only problem. It doesn't really promote the game so much as it promotes the brand, the console, yeah, the, con- the yeah. brand, yeah. So the next one. Oh no, this is gonna end badly. I like this one. I like how everybody knows who he is, so it's like, cool. Boom! I like his... Women, man, man, women, doesn't matter, dude. If anything, it's, it's better off. Dude, this game looks sick, dude. I would play this game, Shining Force 3. So... <laughs> What's your opinion on this on this commercial where uh, he just takes out a whole nightclub of people? It's like he's slowly getting older victims, right? Well, they should they shouldn't have been out in a nightclub. They should have been home playing their Sega Saturn. And that's the problem, um, really. It, yeah, I see no connection though to uh, Shining Force at no, all. No, like you think they would be like LARPing or something like. I feel like they shot the commercial and they're like, uh, let's put Shining Force 3 in the end of this one. All right, then that works out. All right. Right. That's why I like the later ones in this because they start to connect the two. So you get like Bomberman references, you get uh, Sakura Tyson references. So that's why I kind of think it's a missed opportunity. You didn't get like a Sonic reference. You know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe, I don't know. I don't know what they could have done with the racing one, but this one, I mean... I don't know. It's probably hard too to like put a reference to Shining Force, but like a nightclub is definitely not Shining Force Three. But let's let's go to the next one and see what's up. Oh, okay. This one, when he fights himself, dude. The worst. Oh, 
Explosion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is. I like that one. Yeah, a lot. that's sick. I mean, that's part of his superpower is that he, when enemies fall, they explode, and uh, they're yeah. all quick cut too. It's like Sega just put out a bunch of small ads, right? Like, mm -hmm. just hit the airways quick. But um, what do you think about? So that Bomberman one is your favorite out of all of them. No, I, I think it's the most, like, GIF-worthy, you know, you can uh, just clip that little part out where he tosses the guy, and I love the shot of the guy flying through the air, and he's like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really well shot. I love that, the explosion, it's just over-the-top 90s or 80s action movies, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, this one is iconic, right? Yeah, I think this is the best one. Yeah, and they have a behind-the-scenes video where they shot this with the kids and stuff. It's pretty uh, good. Oh, yeah. really? Like how they shot all this, these shots. <laughs> I love how they're just bothering. Give me this, give me this, give me this. Boom. Oh no. I wonder how many kids from Japan remember this commercial during the holidays before they got their Sega Saturn. Uh, th and they were happy too. He didn't beat them up because they played. See what I mean? They, they played with it immediately. They didn't get put in a headlock. And that's, I think, what the problem with a lot of today's youth is, right? They just don't do not understand to just play Sega Saturn. So hopefully they, Absolutely. they figure it out. Um, again? Oh, this is like a different cut of it. Yeah. That's fine. We can keep... We can play through this one go to the next one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, just keep it going. Give me an RC play. I want a stuffed animal, dude. Dude... See what's different you about it. You know what? It. I've never met a kid that wanted a stuffed animal. Did you ever want a stuffed animal as a kid? Oh. I wanted like a, a, a puppet maybe, but... It's a little longer. They have a little bit more of the face shots of the kids being scared. Yeah, because when you're doing ads, there's typically a 60, a 30, a 15. Oh, this is a new one right here. The one where he's uh training this on the Sega Saturn. This is a pretty... This is kind of... This is the theme song. Yeah, one, this right? is the theme song one, and this is the one where you know you'll see he actually hit the thing and broke those uh, bricks. Did you know that? Wow. One hundred percent real, dude. This is what a real man's like. I believe it. Puts his heart and soul into it. It is real. He really hit a Saturn control. I can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> to promote Saturn, it like they clip other other commercials from the past. Mm -hmm. Great games. Look at those beautiful graphics. Nice, nice and blocky. That's great. I love that jump kick. Oh yeah, you know they probably took a bunch of shots of it. Let's see the yeah. next one we got. Oh, the same one but a different cut. I, I, that's the problem with a lot of these commercials. They did so many cuts of them. But uh, hard training, dude. This might be the longer one. Yeah, the longer one. Yeah. What do you think about the oversized Sega Saturn and that he trains with it every day to become the man that he became? I want that giant pad. I think they should sell ones that are like that big. That like workout. You know, for like 150, like 150 bucks, and it hooks up to your real Saturn. That'd be. I would buy that. Didn't they have some of those? Oh, this is his training. This is the one that he actually broke these things. Yeah, let's do it. Check it out. Yep, he actually broke those with his head, dude. Nothing. Like wow. nothing. That's great. I never heard of this game. Have you played it? That he was promoting? Never. I've never even... Yeah, Solo Crisis. I think what he was doing is probably more fun than that game. No, no offense. Yeah, I know. And it's part of the mini games, right? <laughs> oh. What is... This is the weirdest one in my opinion. What? Like... What? Okay. So he's doing like a Kabuki 
or not kabuki what's the the no like a no theater kind of performance yeah. uh it's weird though because it's like for the biggest game out of all of these like the in terms of just importance to saturn and epicness and it's just him doing a little dragon in dance. his backyard i don't know but like real quick i don't know how i feel about that one i like when he's sticking to the formula of like beating people up or training that one was more just like like would he? Why would he do that? You know what I, I mean. I have no idea. It's like they saw the word dragon. They're all oh, dragon. All right, cool. Let's do the this dance real quick, and then that's it. That's a commercial. Yeah. No. No. No good. All right. I love this one. Dude, of course we know he's gonna win, dude. Like nothing. He's running. He's not even using that's, skates. That's a good one right there. You know that sells the game. Winter heat. I haven't played that. That looks good. It does look actually pretty good, right? I guess he sold this on one game. But that's a good ad yeah. because you literally see him perform whatever's happening in the game in real life. And he's better than the, the mm -hmm. actual professionals. Sorry. When you play Sega Saturn, <laughs> you're just better than everybody. Oh, you, you know this one. Yep. This is a good yeah, one. Yeah, this is a good one too. It's life saving. Life saving. <laughs> yeah, two hundred fifty dollar game, dude. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know about the the fireman one. Um, what what what's your thoughts on uh, that commercial? I feel like he was saving their life so they could live to to play Sega Saturn. Uh, you so, think that he wouldn't have saved their lives like if, if it wasn't Sega Saturn? Well, I think if he went in and saw like a PlayStation hooked up, he'd just leave. Same, same. Yeah. Oh, this is the first one I ever saw. I like yeah. this one too. Kicks it. This part. He's like how happy he is, dude. I've never seen a man happy that's so happy in my life. And this <laughs> game looks actually really good graphically. Yeah. That's a good I mean, one too. I would never play a baseball yeah. game, but that's pretty sick commercial. That looks sweet. I like that one. Oh. Oh, House of the Dead. This is yeah, a good one, too. Good too. I like how it's actually, like, within the game's universe. <laughs> Scared face. And he can't, he can't stop them. They keep <laughs> Finally met his match, dude. What happens? <gasps> oh, we have to save him. We have to play the game. That's just like the first time he yeah, lost. Yeah, so House of the Dead is the first time in an ad that he looked, you know, like he couldn't handle himself. So I don't know. I think we're going to have to, uh, I don't know, play the game now to save him. <laughs> oh, this is the same one that we're, oh God. He's multiplying. Like what is this? This is bizarre. Yeah. So this one's very specific to the game yeah. that it's promoting there. So Dragon Force... Yeah, it's like you oversee a legion of... And it's like the same sprite. Yeah, Yeah, and like they're making fun uh -huh. of it in the commercial by uh, copying Segaton Sashiro. Somebody... How mm -hmm. many times do you think they had to shoot him on the green screen for that one? I bet they just had him do it like a dozen times and then sprinkled it throughout, maybe. Let's see the next one. Oh. Playing soccer? I've never seen this one, actually. Oh, I mean... Oh, I've seen that one. That's how you win. That doesn't work that <laughs> yeah, I, way. No, he doesn't. Dude, imagine if you had... What? I like in the end. Oh, he got... Yeah, they get him. He did get a yeah. card, so yeah. That's pretty funny. 
I like how he was like. Again, the same. Oh, different version. Mmm. This one's one of my favorites. <laughs> Best coach ever, dude. He's got the glass. He's got the glasses. It's crazy how many of these like uh, soccer games are released in Japan that we never get here, and they're like pretty like large for Sega. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, the first love commercial. They're showing us that he has like a sensitive side, you know. Mm hmm. This is beautiful. This is... We should have watched this in Valentine's Day. That's a good one. Yeah, this is actually a good one for... Uh, Sakurai. And, like, now Sakurai Wars is back. And so is... Uh, this brand is back too, right? You, th mm -hmm. I, I yeah. think it's not a coincidence. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence, but whatever. We'll see. Oh, and it's another take of the same commercial. Whatever, dude. I mean, do you think that Sega Dansashiro is kind of like out of her league, though? No. You don't think so? You think they're like on par with each other? Power couple? I think he's out of her. He's out of okay. her league. That's what I was thinking too. But I mean, whatever, dude. I mean, you, when you're Sega Dansashiro, you have to like put your standards down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's see the next one. Oh. Oh. God. This is morbid, dude. King of the sea. Fear? Oh, is it, uh... Deep Fear. What's this game? Deep Fear. Deep Fear, yeah, yeah. I can't believe they had ads for that. Like, I've never heard anybody talk about this game outside of, like, a few uh, Sega tubers, right? So, it's a good yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good game. It's just weird. I never saw ads for it. Oh. Who do you want to be, dude? The smart one? I want to be, this, obviously, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the most, right? These are weird. Yeah, this is a weird one. I think they're getting weirder. It's almost to the end, I think, of uh, him sacrificing himself, so they just get really weird. And I've never heard of this game, either. Hmm. Emergency news bulletin. Oh no. This is old footage. Is this the last one? No. This is old footage though. It's weird. This is like I think we're oh we're getting to the we're getting close to the last one. I'll just put it on the last one because these are repeated footage. This is the last commercial. Okay. Obviously we all know, right? The Dreamcast launch one. Right. Look at this guy. Yeah, so that guy's like Sony, yeah. uh, going to kill him, and he's up on, yeah, yeah. This one's pop. This is the best one. I, I can't watch this one because it makes me Don't sad. Don't cry, dude. He sacrificed himself for us, dude. Oh, God. But he's still out there riding that rocket, I'd like to think. I don't think he died Obviously, we have proof in cameos that we're going to talk about next that he didn't die right here, so... Be vigilant. Good. Look at this. You must play Sega Saturn. There he goes. That's all he could say to himself, dude. Our boy's trapped. Look 
how sad this commercial is and how over the top he, he, uh, he will live forever in our hearts. Now buy the game, please. Yep. Let me just look at that, that, that image again right there, dude. Look at this thing right here. Tell me that isn't beautiful, dude. That's our boy. So that is the ads, the best ads we've ever seen, correct? Um, so which one do you think is the worst ad and which one do you think is the best ad? Um, I think the worst one would probably be the one with like the little faces in the grid. I think that one's really boring. Um, I think the best ad would have to be the one where he picks up the guy off the bench and throws him so he can hit the soccer ball. Mm, yeah. uh, I think that's the most creative one. Um, but the Christmas one's funny, too. There's there's a lot of really great ones in there. Um, very, I think the ones that I rarely see are the boring ones or the weird yeah, ones. Yeah, the weird ones, like the soccer one, uh, the baseball sports one. Anything where he mm -hmm. hits a kid is awesome. So I'm yeah. all for those. There was obviously <laughs> also a video game, as you saw the last ad. It was basically a big mm -hmm. commercial for the video game. So so he was so popular at the time that he, uh, after he got his own mini game, video game. Uh, let's look at the game right here. You can see some screenshots on the side if you're, yeah, I have, if you're watching it on YouTube. I have mine. So... You know more about this game than I do because you actually played it. I've never played the game. I never wanted to play it. I've heard people talk so negatively about it. So what do you think about the game? Give people a rundown on the game and what your thoughts are on it. So it's, it's I mean, it says not for resale. So I don't remember how these were handed out. But um, it pretty much is just a mini game compilation. Uh, every time you complete a mini game successfully, you unlock the sometimes it's like a corresponding commercial other times it's not so not all of the commercials we watched are on here because obviously this kind of came out while they were producing some of the commercials and some of the boring ones aren't on here um the final one's obviously not on here because he was alive yeah <laughs> but um uh yeah it's there's some really good ones there's some really confusing ones but you know there's like a i mean you can't really see it here but like a strength testing game uh there was like um, a quiz, I think, that was really difficult to do because obviously you'd have to read Japanese. But then there were some fun ones like platformers and like karate, uh, things like that. And then, you know, if you're just like, okay, so let me see here. There's a really good Christmas one where you're throwing presents. There's ones where you're like fighting guys in the desert. There's a DDR style one. Yeah, and I there's the one I heard this one that's like where you smash the bricks. I heard this one that's yeah. like columns. Um. And uh, so the information I got out of it was that there was 10 mini games. And if you completed it, mm -hmm. you would get a special message if you completed all of them. And a music mm -hmm. video, which we'll be playing in the end of the episode to close it up. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I also... And sorry, gone. I was going to say, uh, it, it came with this too. I don't know what it is for, but it's just like a card. You see yeah, that? Yeah, you see it. And then on the back is like a, like a signed message. So I don't know what this what this means, what this says, but what's really kind of, you know, like really shows you it was the end of an era is there's a Dreamcast ad, ad yeah. inside a Saturn game. It's the tombstone right there. Like how, the death. How crazy is that? Yeah, it's, it is pretty crazy, but I guess Sega really wanted to uh, move on to the Dreamcast, but yeah. Um, 
they said that the game is actually developed by Ecole Software, and they're actually known for making one of the worst franchises of all times called Death Crimson. And uh, the last time they've ever gotten a uh, credit as a developer was in 2015 in that uh, Genkai Bunko Fighting Climax game. They were one. They, oh, were, yeah. they were like one of the many developers of it. Um, they uh, also, also Gamers Republic magazine gave the game a F rating, saying that uh, the mini games were lame and you would only enjoy it if you cared about the character. Uh, do you agree with that? I disagree. I think it's a great game, and I think everyone should play it, and everyone should own a Sega Saturn to play it. Oh yeah, that. Don't you ever don't you ever say that? Read that trash to me again. I'll never. That Gamers Republic trash. I think I have a few of their magazines. I'm gonna go burn them after we do this. <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, during the Sega <laughs> Sanshiro craze, the theme song Sega Satan Shiro with Satan S A T A N, uh, which was written mm. by Kuji. Ando and composed by F- Fumio Okoi. Uh, and it was sang by, it, it actually wasn't sang by the actor, not in the commercials. It was by uh, a guy mm-hmm. named Mojo, who is a Japanese folk and anime song singer. But when they re recorded the track and they did the music video, he, uh, the actual actor of Sega Tan Sanshiro, actually did uh, re record it with his vocals instead. And that's the one we all know. Apparently, he did a, a theme song for Common Rider too. So he already knew how to sing, and he hmm. was proven not only a manly man, handsome man, violent man, uh, father figure, but also a, a singer. Like this guy does it all. He's also a Sega Saturn gamer. Wow. Um, so as we, as you saw, and you just talked about, they gave you a Dreamcast uh, sticker that was part of the advertisement for the Dreamcast. Who, this is uh, he actually, one of his appearances, his last appearance, was to basically hand over the reins to the Dreamcast. So that it was kind of like a transition of power, of marketing. I don't know if that even worked for the Dreamcast. I don't think it did because I used to read a lot of articles saying that. A lot of Japanese fans weren't happy with the fact that uh, they were ending the Sega Saturn early. Uh, he also had a Fuji, a Fuji TV appearance in 1999. Uh, let's talk about his other... Uh, do you remember this? Uh, when uh, Sa- Sa- Segata Sanshiro appeared in Archie Sonic the Hedgehog Comet number 269. Nice. Yes. Uh, he was finding a tournament which was based on Sonic the Fighters. Uh, what is your opinion on, on that cameo, at least? The Sonic one. It was um, short. Well, at that. Yeah, it was a short cameo. I thought the whole arc was really cool. Um, I think that's when Sonic comics were kind of at their peak because they had done. I believe at this time they had done that light reboot. What is. Yeah, 252, they did mm-hmm. the reboot. And I always remember that because remember the new 52 with DC? Mm-hmm. From 2011. With Sonic, yeah, with Sonic, they did the reboot with t- issue 252. So whenever I see that 52, I'm like, oh, that's the reboot issue because 52, for some reason, is a reboot number. Um, but yeah, it was it was just an awesome inclusion of him. And then on top of that, to do like uh, Sonic the Fighters, like sort of uh, uh, retelling... And then they had stuff tied in with, um, I believe, like Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog references and Sonic Adventure stuff. It was just like so many Easter eggs going on in those issues oh, yeah. that uh, 
I think anyone, even if you haven't read an issue of a Sonic comic, it's worth going back and just reading that for all the fan service. It's cool. Yeah, the, uh, and they also did the Mega Man and uh, Sonic crossover during this time. So there was a lot of things going on during the Sonic verse in Archie. It's too bad. I mean, I understand they, they moved publishers. I would like to see IDW do uh, more of this, like, callback, like, tournament fighters and, like, bringing back uh, old characters that you're like, oh, man, I, th- this thing has a bunch of Easter eggs. That's what I really liked about those Archie issues. Uh, Absolutely. Um, in 2012, uh, Sega Well, first let's talk about the Ren Hero. He was a – he in the Ren Hero remake on the Xbox and PS2 – Sega Tansashiro mm-hmm. actually teaches our hero moves. Um, here he is. You can see him if you're on the YouTube. Uh, very low pixel density. Did you ever play Ren Hero number one on the Xbox and or Dreamcast? Yeah, um, I have the Dreamcast version, and I played a, a, up to the Segata part with a walkthrough. I've also played a lot of the original Mega Drive one through a... Uh, like a hacked cartridge that has the English translation. So I see the part where he would come in in the Mega Drive, but obviously it's like a different character, a different sort of situation. A lot better. With um, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's even more fun and quirky to see him in there uh, as your martial arts instructor. And it's, uh, it's almost, it's like more than a cameo. It's like he becomes a character in the game. You know, because of that. Um, so it's it's a great way to use the character. Um, I don't think you have it here, but uh, he the actor also played Ryo Hazuki's father. Oh, I didn't put it on here, but yeah, that is true. And and he looks Iwao Hazuki looks like Segata. He does. Yeah, he bit. does look like him a little bit, and it's, that's one hundred percent true. And he played the Japanese voice acting, and uh, in this one right here. Uh, Rena Hero is kind of an interesting franchise because it never came out in America and they made a remake of it after like a decade and they also had a uh, mm-hmm. live performance in Japan a couple of years ago which is weird where there was like a stage play where everybody dressed up so I don't know if he's that popular in Japan but it seems so I mean popular he was enough. um yeah he was on the uh, cover of Famitsu for the Mega Drive Mini release so he's really Rent a Hero is really seen as like the Segata of the Mega Drive. Like people just love him as a character. That surprised me. Uh, and uh, yeah. we also had him, and obviously Sega, one of our favorite games, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. He's in the background mm-hmm. in Race of Ages track, uh, depicting him in his final commercial where he was riding the rocket, making us think that he's still riding that rocket. Uh, what is your opinion on this track and uh, this cameo? I know it was brief, and I know for mm-hmm. a long time, uh, Sumo Digital, the developer of this game, has been getting requests to make Sega Tansashiro a racer, but they never did. This is the closest we have gotten so far. Uh, what's your opinion? And you think he would work as a racer? Um, I, I think he should have been a racer, but I think the track alone is really awesome. And I like the idea of him just kind of hanging out there, living there, riding his rocket around. Um, there's so many references in that. Oh, uh, yeah. I really love the uh, Space Harrier mm. uh, dragon that shows up. I think that's really cool. Um, honestly, I need to go play that again. I haven't played that track in, like, probably five years. You yeah, know? same here. It's, it's <laughs> one of... 
You know what? I think Transforms it might go out as being one of Sega's best crossover games. I'm not. I'm hoping that it's not, and we get more in the future. But so far, this game mm-hmm. is uh, top tier. If you guys want to play a crossover game, for sure. The last uh, cameo in a video game that he was in was Project X Zone Two, which featured like every single Namco, every single Sega. I guess mm-hmm. not every single, because people will be like complaining, but a lot. And he's part of it. Obviously, his parts are very funny. Uh, the game is so... Yeah. God, this game is so long. I, I haven't even beat it. Like, I gave up on it. Uh, what do you think about these games? Yeah. I I played Project uh, Cross Zone 1 all the way through um, on my commutes. And I played... A, I probably played like 25% of Project Cross Zone 2. I prefer 1 just in terms of... It, it's just easier to get through. Yeah, I think two's two's like such a slog, but the thing is, is two has I think better Sega character cameos. It's just a shame that I think Sega has the least representation in both games, and they also didn't really cater to an international audience. Like they very clearly favored uh, Japanese characters i mean sure it's a japanese game but if you're if you know you're localizing the sequel like throw in sonic just put sonic in there i don't know why sonic's not in there um yeah but you know for what it is it's cool you got the virtual fighter guys you got uh, segata you've got um some valkyria chronicles characters that we've never seen before over here because they didn't release all the games yeah we also got some (laughs) some of the like most hated shining characters on there like the, the one for feather that never came out here and it's like all right, who's picking these characters, and are these characters coming back? Like, I never saw another Shining game with the characters depicted in this game, so that was kind of strange, but it is what it is. And uh, for a while, we thought Segatan Sashiro would be dead. I know we've seen him in, like, having, like, performances at Sega Fest. Uh, I think he did, like, a concert before a few years ago. And it was, and then we got Go Sega's 60th anniversary. Uh, Sega's turning 60 this year. In 2020, 1960 from 2020. So they -hmm. were going to celebrate and they have a new marketing gimmick. And they teased us with this image and the internet went insane. Um, Basically, it has a, if you're listening to the audio podcast, it has our uh, karate judo guy who looks young and it's just a shadow. And he's doing kind of like an uh, Akira from from Virtual Fighter uh, stance. Uh, so this led to a lot of people believing that this was going to be a new Virtual Fighter game. Uh, what do you think about everybody hyping this as a Virtual Fighter game? I, I saw a bunch of big Twitch streamers going crazy about it, saying, oh, this is going to be Virtual Fighter, it's back. What do you think? I mean, I kind of don't blame them. It's it's playing up the six. It has a guy who kind of... What was weird, though, is he looked too thin to be a Virtual Fighter character, and it looked like a photo. Yeah. So I was like, that's where I was kind of like, I don't think this is him. And then when I heard that it was tied to the anniversary with the six, I thought, oh, okay, they're doing a 60th thing. So maybe it's, I don't know, maybe they're going to have like a new, like a guy dressed as Akira show up or something. But um, no, that wasn't the case and at all. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> the case at all. Actually, what it was is that Segatan Shashiro's child, Sega Shiro, is taking over marketing. Um, that was supposed to be the big surprise um sega i think this is kind of a blunder for americans because i think a lot of people here believe that this might be virtual fighter 
And this image is mm-hmm. kind of misleading because he's not wearing the gi or this outfit at all in the ad that they showed at first. I, yet. I get this is going to be a marketing campaign, meaning we're going to see a lot of ads. And I have a feeling that we're going to be seeing Sekatan Sashiro and his son, who the actor that <sighs> plays here is his actual real life son. His name is uh, uh, Ma- Maito Fujioka. And I guess he's kind of like an, mm-hmm. an idol, according to the ad, at least. That's what they're making him seem. So I guess let's watch the ad and then we'll discuss the kid here, uh, his son. Uh, let me get uh, mm-hmm. the ad going for us. All right. Um, here we go. ピオカのピニ何が流行るか知ってる uh oh, that's the ad right there for the 60th Sega anniversary. Um, are you, so the Go. so the new name is obviously uh, Sega Shiro because there's no Sega Saturn to sell anymore. So now they're just selling mm-hmm. the brand of Sega. Do you think this is the right way to go for the 60th anniversary? And what do you kind of want to see from this campaign going forward? I know this is the first ad we're seeing. So I know they're trying to play him up as an idol and not a tough Chad like his dad. It's like a brand yeah. new take on it. He's an attractive man. He's the high schooler that all the girls want to be with. And he's a Sega fan. Uh, yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? And uh, yeah, and I'll, I guess we'll say after what I think. I, I, don't, I don't have an issue with uh, him being in a different direction there, being a handsome high schooler. I like how he... Unlike Segata, who is like doing a lot more like dancing dragon, like a dragon and um, like being romantic and stuff. This guy is just like hyper focused on saying his catchphrase and singing his song. And I think that's going to be the gimmick is that he's kind of creepy because he just shows up and he'll just be like. Segashiro. You think and you I, think that's going to catch on saying, over there in Japan, like kids just walking into classrooms going Segashiro. I think it's. I think as we see more ads, it's gonna become funnier. Um, the I know he's saying. So what he is saying is it's Sega. Okay. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Um, which is the pun, I guess. Like saying that sounds like that. And I actually did on April first. We didn't really have anything planned, so just for fun, I did like a quote unquote like. Oh, we we gave him our Twitter account so he can he can post. Yeah. And so I just had him saying. Segashiro, Segashiro. And someone was like, um, actually, he's saying uh, in the kad- kanji katakana, um, uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I I, mean, I didn't reply because I just didn't care. But I'm like, I know what he's saying, but everyone, if we're an English-speaking Twitter account, I'm just, I'm not going to show the Japanese pun because people are going to be like, why are you saying that? You know, pe- people know that Segata Sanshiro sounds like he's saying Segata Sanshiro. So I'm just... So I just was not in the mood. So, uh, I wasn't in the mood. So far, <laughs> this ad's only gotten 339,000. I don't know how Sega's ads usually do. Uh, I thought it was going to be a million right away when they announced it. I was like, oh, the idea of this whole marketing thing coming back is cool. You could tell that Sega in Japan understands 
that Sega Tansashiro was their biggest marketing idea. So that's why it's back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if we had our American version. Don't be surprised that we're going to see a lot of Sega Genesis-style American ads during the 60th anniversary if Sega of America actually celebrates it. Um, I would like to see them go back and like have, I don't know, some sort of like storyline where they go through all the Sega games through the commercials. But I have a feeling that they're just going to like promote the current Sega games, so don't be surprised. I would love to see a Sakura... I mean, I know Sakura Wars already came out in Japan too late, but if they do like a complete version or something this winter for Japan, if it's like him mm-hmm. and his dad and the Sakura War actor as his mom in one commercial, yeah. that'd be sick. But they, they're already too late for that one, obviously. Um, outside of that, I would love to see them actually you know, spotlight some of their history, some of their big games, especially like their early games that like from the 60s, you know, the early 60s Sega games that we've watched, like those like Periscope games, those mechanical right. games. Right. I would love to see videos on that on their YouTube channel. Uh, I don't think that's something we're going to see, though, because I feel like those games were more American created compared to the Japanese branch. I feel like the Japanese branch really thinks they invented Sega, and after before that, it was just a company name that didn't, you know, produce too much. I think they're going to focus on their Japanese IPs, obviously. But that's my thoughts. Right. Any other? Any, yeah. Anything I, you want to see in the future of Sega Shiro? Well, I I think they probably want to do public appearances. I think um, should Tokyo Game Show happen this year that they would want him to appear in some capacity, maybe walk like appearing on a stage or appearing at the booth or doing giveaway items or something. Um, so who knows if some of their campaign was deflated with a lot of the cancellations going on right now. Um, I know though, I mean, kind of unrelated, but like with the Tokyo Olympics being delayed, now Sega has two Olympic titles, one unreleased and one released that they have another year's worth of promotion. So maybe we'll see. I mean, this is this should have been happening like concurrently with the Olympics and then carrying on. But now Sega Shiro is basically happening at the same time as the lead up to the Olympics. So maybe they can rework their campaign a little bit, work him into it, have him promoting the Olympics title, which would be kind of cool. I don't know. And uh, his father also said that he wants to uh, be on screen with his ch- kid he said they want to do a movie together. Uh, I could see them <laughs> announcing some project now that he has like some face cred, right? Being a spokesperson for a company, like you said, is big in Japan. Don't be surprised mm-hmm. if somebody tries to pick him up for a movie, maybe like an indie Japanese movie, and uh, they both play uh, a part of that movie. I would. I just want to mm-hmm. see them back on the ads together. That would be sick. But, I mean, that's all we have to say about Segatan Sashiro. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, uh, do you have the... I didn't put the, the, the Patreon comments right here. Do you have them? D- did we tell people to make Patreon comments? I think I did, yeah. But uh, Okay, so um, as I open it, I'll say that if you are a supporter on Patreon, um, we will allow you to uh, leave comments on what we will be covering eventually on Talk. So we usually give you either a, from a week to a long weekend. And... Um, so let's let's see if uh, you know it's kind of like fishing sometimes you throw it in you reel it in you're like oh look i got a big one other times we're like what no one wants to say anything about vector man but um uh it looks like our our good old friend nicholas schaefer he does have something to say so what he had to say was 
I don't know how, but I never saw the commercials of him. <laughs> so imagine my surprise when Screw Attack announced that the fighter who would be a worthy opponent to the legendary truck Chuck Norris was a character from 90s Sega commercials for the Sega Saturn. I instantly did a deep dive on YouTube and have been a fan ever since. So, um, if you think we could have had more uh, <laughs> people leaving comments, then you're not supporting us on Patreon and getting your uh, your in. That's so, 100% yeah. true. And that's it for today's episode. We'll catch you guys next time on Sega Talk. Uh, bye. Bye. Sigasatan Sigatasan